All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's me once again. It's Bevon, the host of We Create Music TV. And today we have an amazing guest. We have recording artist and uh, musician and songwriter. And she has a plethora of other things that she does. But I want to welcome Soldress to the show. Everybody give it up. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Glad to have you on. Glad to hear about your, your journey, your story, uh, and just the things that you've been involved in. I had a chance to check out some of your music and, uh, you know, really dive heavy into your bio. And so I've been seeing you on Instagram doing some things. Uh, and so now I just want to really just sit back and get to know you as uh, the person, the, the artist, the musician. So if you wouldn't mind, can you just, you know, I, I usually ask everybody, walk us through your journey. How did you get started in this whole music thing? Well, believe it or not, a preacher's kid. Father um, was a pastor, Mount Zion ah. Church of God in Christ. Okay, and, so can um, I stop you? Can I stop like you there for a second? Can I stop you there for a second? Yes, I did not yes. want to say that. I did not want. To, I don't know why. I just didn't want to say that. You have that um, the first lady voice, right? You have like really? the first. I don't know. I don't want that to come out to be like a. Uh, I don't oh know, wow! But it, but it's a voice that, and as soon as I heard it. I was like, yeah, her voice can command stuff. Like I hear it. So, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but <laughs> but yes, I, I hear that in your voice. Yeah, so, you know, it was kind of like the unofficial, you know, family business, if you will. Uh, my father was a guitarist. Um, my mother um, sang in the church as well. So it was kind of like one of those things where we really didn't have a choice. You were gonna play something, you were gonna do something. Uh, in the ministry, kind of like the, the the gospel side of the Jackson Five, if you will. <laughs> yep. So you know, it 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 definitely um, gave us some really good ground foundation to start on, you know. And because my father was a pastor, we we had to multitask. We had multiple mm. roles that we played in the church. So I went from playing on the instruments to to singing to directing. So I really got my start very young in music, though I did not want to be in the forefront. I got my start, you know, in the church, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm not the typical PK's kid. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. So why do you say that? What do you mean by that? You're not the typical you know, PK's kid. It comes kid. with such a, uh, a stigma on it because of the fact that they seem to be some of the wildest people. And I'm just like, mm. you know, I never like my parents, even now, you know, my mother uh, recently uh, passed the end of last year, but mm. they didn't play with us. We had a very, firm upbringing and even as an adult some things that we were not permitted to do as children or young adults i still haven't done so wow. you know i'm the i'm the opposite of what you might normally hear as far as like mm -hmm. oh yeah when i go to my parents house you know i went crazy i enjoyed life and all that <laughs> yeah because usually when you hear about pks you know they're out there wilding out you know you got the pastor right. uh and and the wife and they are uh you know humble uh, you know, Christians, and then you got the the, the, the PK kids. They out there wilding out like you couldn't oh, tell yeah. that you couldn't tell that they grew up in that type of uh, environment right. because of how they behave. And you know, sometimes I got to think: is that a is that an outcry of the environment that they were in previously that they didn't get to do a lot of the things that they may have seen other people do, and now this was their way of I don't I don't want to use the word lashing out, but rebelling and saying now i'm free quote unquote yeah. free yeah. to do it, it was a lack thereof of balance you know a lot of times mm. we we say what not to do but we never give them anything to do 
So because of that, it's kind of like, I'm going to prevent you from experiencing anything. So when you get out there, it's like you're so hungry for all that you didn't have balance in, you know, it, it kind of goes to the extreme, unfortunately, sometimes. Yeah. And I think I've, I've seen that. And we've I mean, we've seen stories uh, of that type of, of activity. But, you know, that's, that's good, you know, because usually when people hear PK, they're like, oh, OK. So, oh, yeah. You know, you know, but your, your story is a little your story is a little different. Right. You know, uh, and I. I think most people I've interviewed on the show, they kind of get their start in the church. You know, I, that's not my journey. That's not my story. I didn't come to Christ until, until 2000. But that's another story for another time. But um, Awesome story, though. It's a, it's a, wow, it's a, crazy, it's a crazy story. One day I have to share it with you, but it's a crazy, real crazy story. But uh, you find that people kind of go through that type of situation growing up in a and like I said, I've, I've never experienced it, but I've had guests on the show who grew up in that type of environment, who were raised in the church, did everything in the church, and now they find themselves in music, and they are kind of doing things that they would probably never do if they were not in this in this music business. So, you know, and I don't know how that plays out for yourself. Um, I know you said there's things that. So, so give us an example. What what are some of those things that? Uh, you haven't done uh, if you are wanting See, my, to share mine is, mine is going to be a bit of extreme so i didn't go to sure. school dances or i my first time spending the night out i was married mm. <laughs> so you know it you know it was very straight you know we mm-hmm. we didn't wear pants for a long time you know oh, okay. it was very, very strict so it was kind of like you know i've i've been in church years ago where i had clear lip gloss on and I was in my late teens, and one of the church mothers came over with a big wad of paper towel. Like, no, 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 no. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was extreme. So, like I said, I mean, you know, growing up like that, you know, when you do get out of that, you know, a lot of people do have a tendency to kind of get wild. But mm-hmm. that wasn't my So, I'm thankful, too, because... I know a lot of them that have really been through some really kind of crazy mm-hmm. life experiences because of, you know, trying to get it in late in life instead of having that balance, you know, mm. to be able to have experience so the desire won't be so great. That's right. Yeah. Having that, I think that balance, what you're saying is, is key for people to, to have because I think balance in a sense of morality, right? Things mm-hmm. that, of a, a, a position that they won't cross over, right? So, so as a believer myself, there are certain things that I just won't, I'm not gonna do. Like, that's right. just, it's not gonna happen. And so, but a lot of people sometimes that grew up in that environment don't have one, or they have it, and they kind of just check it at the door, and they find themselves in situations and places where they probably never would have found themselves. You know, and this, right. this music industry is, is a crazy, crazy industry. Like Tell I've heard, me about it. <laughs> I've heard crazy stories about things yeah. that have happened. It's like, well, what, wait a minute. Would you have done that if you weren't in that situation with that particular person at that particular moment doing that particular thing? Like, and it's like, no, I probably never would have. But I find a lot of times people compromise their, their morals to, mm-hmm. to get ahead in this, in right. this business. Right. Yep. Yeah, I, I find I, I see that. Hold on, say that again. I said sad but true. Sad but true. Sad, yeah, sad but but true. 
so so kind of talk about how does how does growing up in that environment kind of impact the music that you that you uh, create today and put out into the world today? Well, so for me, um, like I said, I never wanted to be in the forefront of anybody shy. I'm I'm good behind the scenes, but um, my 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 parents saw something different. Um, so every opportunity that presented itself for me to be in front of people, they placed me there. So um, I kind of hid for a good little while because I was able to at their ministry. Um, but growing up in it, you know, it was really like you had no choice. And you wouldn't believe that growing up in the church, I was told that I couldn't sing. Mm. So it kind of, you know, crushed my little feelings. I had a, a, one, a director growing up. I was trying to get in this youth choir and they was like, oh, no, no, you, you're not ready. You, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I just kind of kept quiet and I got behind a few more instruments. And uh, eventually, I, you know, I didn't have a choice to stay behind. I had to come out to the forefront. And um, it's funny that you say that because I, my name, Soulstress, came up from being the mistress of soul. And mm. I say that because I've been writing and singing and uh, doing gospel music for the majority of my music career. But I've also been singing jazz and soul overseas at the same time. I just never released any uh, over here in, in the United States. And a good bit of that had to do with uh, my upbringing mm-hmm. um, and my parents, you know, and even though they're not, you know, my, my father does not pastor right now. Um, it had a lot to do with, you know, why I wanted to kind of uh, stay in what, you know, I thought at that time they would be pleased in, but they supported me um, either way. So for me, the mistress of soul came from, I've been doing it for a long time, just not here, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's always been a part of me, even um, on the gospel side, when I was doing gospel uh, full time, my music was so eclectic. Um, it had really a jazz, neo soul, very, very just soulful feel. Mm. Um, and I always, um, when I was younger and being told that I couldn't sing or when I was younger and, you know, when I started singing and everybody started pulling me every which way to come sing. Um, it kind of ended up being like, I don't want to do this kind of music, you know. You know, you sometimes you get in church and you hear people yelling and screaming at folks over the mic. And I'm like, no, so I shy so far away from that, that I won't say that I lost it because it's always there. But I, I went in completely left when it comes to uh, music as a whole. So my gospel was very eclectic. So I would mix, mm-hmm. I would have a rock song with, you know, nothing but guitars and drums and in the bass with no keys and, you know, mm-hmm. banging or doing a very easy uh, listening uh, soul, neo-soul type of song, but it, it was in my gospel. So it's always been very eclectic and I've shied away from what people um, or the box that I was trying to be put in. Let me mm-hmm. say that. So I can go, if I need to squall, I can squall. I can I can tune <laughs> up and all that. But, you know, where, where I flow um, richly in is is literally um, just the soul of it all, you know. So that yeah. that's really been kind of like my whole, you know, my feel, my love, my vein, you know, mm-hmm. where I really flow. Yeah. So so how did you kind of deal with that balancing? You know, being a, a gospel artist in the states and being a, a jazz soul artist and uh, in, in internationally. You know, so how did you kind of deal with that duality uh, and what type of, of 
I don't know, maybe issues that cause for yourself uh, trying to balance those two together? Well, I won't say that there necessarily was any issues because of the factor that um, I've always, uh, if you will, been a compartmentalist. <laughs> and I've been great at keeping things in, in their place. So for me, um, overseas, they love all music. And they love to feel, feel it. So I would intertwine the soul and the jazz. I may do Summertime, and then I may do George on my mind, or I may do you know, one of my songs, Love, or one of my songs, and I'll mix it in, and they would love it just as, as equal. Mm. Um, here, of course, you know, it's a little different. My gospel music, by being so eclectic, um, it was definitely a situation to where, you know, I was able to really spread out because from youth conferences to, you mm -hmm. know, I had something for everybody in the gospel. So if I did a traditional gospel song, it'll have jazz undertones. The lead might go, you know, shift complete keys, and then it'll go back into church. So I've always had a very eclectic writing and, and production style. So, you know, I've, I've been able to be be good right in the middle, real good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, that's you know, that's and that's what I was kind of wondering, uh, because I know sometimes people kind of struggle with that, right? They kind of struggle with one or the other, and they kind of find themselves, from my perspective, a lot of them leave the whole gospel side, and then they go straight into, you know, the, I guess what, what the church would call secular side, right? So they would go into the right. secular secular side and kind of leave the whole gospel side behind them. And then I guess, you know, later on in life, they kind of figure out, oh, I need Jesus, so let me just come back. <laughs> let me come back. And so then you find well, them that, like, like Eddie Kane, you know, uh -huh. back in the church again. Yeah. Well, see, for me, um, and I've always believed this, it's life music. Mm. You know, we got to be real. We experience life outside of the church. That's right. You know, you get married, you fall in love, you you you, your heart is broken. You know, That's right. you're gonna go through a journey in life. It's not just you know everything. And, and of course, with God being you know everything, because I believe everybody believes in something. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to to that as a whole, it's a life experience. And the truth be told, you 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 go and take a poll and see how many. Uh, churchgoers are at Cardi B's concert. <laughs> tickets. You know what I'm saying? You half, go take a poll half of them. and you see how many uh, churchgoers will miss Sunday at church to go hear Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Or so the Super Bowl. It, it's yep. really like a, it, it, it's no balance there. And that's the thing. I think we kind of dis, uh, function dysfunctionally for a long time. And it's almost mm. like a taboo to, to sing or, or to be in love and to listen to, you know, love music. Now there are right. some things today, Lord have mercy. I wouldn't let my, 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 my nieces, no, I wouldn't let anybody listen to, mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, I feel like when it comes to life and love, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? To talk about being in love, to sing about being in love. Right. It's okay. You know, when you're with that, that one in your life that makes your heart smile, that this is something that's not I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain or have you tried Jesus? You know what I'm saying? And he, he's he's the center, you know, of everything. But I feel like when it comes to that stuff, I consider it life music because it talks about life's experiences. It talks about the journey that we go on in life, you know, um, and not just uh, keep you in one one position or one place, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not it's sure if I'm. No, and, and I, yeah, I absolutely get that. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be listening to. You know, I told the storm or Jesus be a fence while, 
you know, right. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm romancing, you know, the wife. I mean, we're going we gonna to break into a, a praise dance, you know, with Jesus be offense. But no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but I get it. You know, I mean, the reality is, is that church goers today, they go to Cardi B concerts. They'll miss Sunday church service to go uh, to a Beyonce concert or to go to do whatever the case is, you know. So it's 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 life. And I think I don't want to get into a whole sermon because you know, I could like I trust me, I could. But I, I, it, I mean, I mean, that it just makes perfect sense that it is it is life because we're experiencing life. And so music touches many different facets of of people's lives, you know. I love I love what you said is that when you were overseas, the people love to feel the music, right? They right. they want to feel it. Over here, it's it's so much. Okay, cool. They got, you know, just a hard hitting beat, and that's the only thing. But they love to feel the music. They love to feel the words. They love to feel right. the music, the energy, you know, the 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 presence of the artist, you know, just the in the totality of of everything. I think right. that I think we miss a lot in America. When it comes to that aspect of of the music, because I think we live in such a very quick oriented, uh, fast paced society that we kind of miss the slow down part of really to enjoy to enjoy music for for what it truly is. Right. And that's one of the things that really changed my life is watching music transcend language barriers. Mm. Um, I've been singing in countries that did not speak as much English, but all they know was that they, they felt a presence, full-blown mm-hmm. tears, you know, and they wanted to hug me, they wanted to touch me, and it's like, you know, I knew what it was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I knew that I was ministering to them, you know, to right. their soul, you know, they didn't understand it, but I did, and and, and it wasn't it wasn't about, they couldn't understand the words that I was saying, but they felt the presence mm-hmm. of what I was saying. So for me, you know, and I tell people this a lot, m- music is the only thing that can really enter into your body without permission, unless God did not give you ears to hear. And you mm. got to think about it. You get mm-hmm. on the elevator and you may not even like this artist or care for this style of music, <laughs> but let you listen to it for a little bit. I know I heard that before. You'll be able to sing it the next time because mm-hmm. without the knowledge of what you're walking into, what you're allowing into your ear gauge is that it, it, it's there. Right. And it becomes a part. I, it's some songs that I just did not care for. Me, it but I can me sing either. from beginning to end. And I'm That's like, right. You know, because again, they play it so much. If you're out <laughs> or if you pull up at the light or you're on uh, mm-hmm. social media or whatever, you're going to hear it to the point that you know these songs like you wrote them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got that so, right. Yeah, it becomes a part. And that's that's how I know when music reaches and touches the soul of man. Mm. That's when lives change. That's when spirits are lifted. That's when you see transitions happen. Because mm-hmm. if you go through something and you go and, and all you're around is music that's talking about you know, being drained and hurt and devastated, that's going to keep you right there where you are. It's not something that's going to lift you up. It's not something that's going to encourage you. It's not something that's going to do anything for your soul. So I believe, too, even with music being as beautiful as it is today, uh, so many things, anything just kind of goes. So it's really lost the essence of it. It's Mm. just kind of like, like you said, a heartbeat 
or or that beat sounds good and you may bob your head but you can't remember the message right there are certain yeah. songs that you'll hear from from stevie wonder back in the day or michael jackson oh my or goodness or shaka khan or Gladys night pat a little bit i mean you you those songs you will remember when you first heard it mm-hmm. you'll remember the impact that it had on you music today it's like oh okay it's a it's a trendy song on the radio, but mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a timeless piece of music. That's right. Yeah, and I think I think, wow, you know, where's my gym sound? There we go. Because people need to recognize. Yeah, so that's my little gym sound when I drop. When people say things that people really need to listen to, I think that is. An, I'm 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 going to ask. Uh, let me ask you first. Do you feel that those elements are missing from music today? Absolutely. There's a huge gap. There's yeah, a huge, gap. huge, huge gap. You know, I feel today that music doesn't kind of put you in a place where music back when I was growing up will put you in. Right. It, it, it made you remember. It made you feel you gravitated towards music. It meant something to you. It, it had it had longevity. Right. It, it it fed into your soul. Music today. I mean, I can listen to a song. It's like, OK, cool. And I mean, the beat was nice. The lyrics really didn't mean that much to me. Okay, on to the next song, right? You know, but listening to like Luther and, and Teddy Pendergrass and you know Patti LaBelle and you know Shaka, like we can go on to name a ton of artists. Shaka, I mean, it's so many right, they, artists they had, that were really right. made moments in our life. Like moments, that's yeah. right, moments. A lot of us was were born to you know like Luther or Teddy. Listen, <laughs> listen. Listen. Right. You know what I mean? Like like they had classic, timeless music. And when you think about the performances that they put on back in that day versus the performances that we kind of experience today in a lot of music, they pour their heart and their soul into what they did on a day to day basis. You know, I remember talking to my wife uh, a while. This was a couple years ago and we were talking about an artist. And she didn't even know who this artist was. And I was telling her, you know, yeah, this is the artist right here. He's blah, blah, blah. And she's like, he's an artist. He's famous. I'm like, yeah, he's super famous. I wouldn't even tell that he was an artist. Like, he just looks like a guy off the street. And it was like, wait a minute. But I had to realize that back in the day, you could tell what an art, who an artist was and what they looked like, how they carried themselves, how they dressed, their persona. Today, right. a lot of, I mean, you, you can just take, you know, Billy Bob over here and, you know, give him a beat and he can rap and he's an artist, but. Whew, yeah. And now then, it's like yeah. going viral for like crazy. Crazy. Stuff. Yeah. You know, I, just, it, I say stupid stuff. It, but. <laughs> the essence of it is definitely missing. It's definitely yes. missing. Yes. It yes. is. Because again, like I said, you can put on a, you can put a good old Stevie Wonder song on right now and mm-hmm. listen. That's you right. Donnie right. Hathaway, you know. Yeah, see? And you'd be surprised that most people that listen in the music now don't even know who they are. I remember talking to a guy one night, and we were on the phone. We were talking about something in relationship to music. And I was like, yeah, I said, what you need to do? Because he was a singer. I said, what you need to do is go back and listen to some of the old Brian McKnight stuff. He was like, who's that? Who's, who's Brian McKnight? <laughs> wow. I was like, this call is over because... You don't even know any of your history of R and B. Yeah, we're not. We're not talking. Listen, anymore. you're nope. singing something that you don't even know the history of. Right, you're singing stuff. You, thank you, like, thank you. 
I don't even know the history of R&B, but you're in this field. Now, that's just like, imagine me being in the field in corporate America. I know nothing about the field, but I'm trying to perform in that particular function, in that particular job. But I know nothing about the historical aspects of it, how it was created, any type of foundational principles that were related to it, any types of theories that help govern what that job role is. It's like, right. but, I, but I'm in it. But I find that to be how a lot of artists in today's music, how they kind of govern themselves in this field of, of music. They know nothing about the past. They just know, I, I just want to make a million dollars and let me just be an artist. Let me just rap about. Yeah. And see, that's where that timeless <laughs> music goes. That's, that's where right. that timeless music. Because you can, you, you can put on Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Gap Band, some, some of them songs right mm -hmm. now. And hit the floor, just just go on and get ready. You got it. Because everybody's got... about to get up and dance. You That's know, right. family unions. It, it was it was those songs that really brought everybody together and made them feel good. You know, mm, mm -hmm. um, but now it's almost like anything goes. Um, the message um, is lost because it's just a whole bunch of hoopla. You know, when it comes down to it. But then, when you're, you know, in love and you want to, you know, you could you turn on the radio. You know, <laughs> and listen to the Quiet Storm or whatever. Oh yeah, you sure could. You know, and it would be great. You could just really have a, a great evening listening to mm -hmm. music and enjoying. But now it's just kind of like, wait a minute, what, what, what was you saying? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, wait, hold on, what now? But you everybody, know, I, now it's just kind of, you know, there are no trails being blazed anymore. Mm. There aren't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, there's a couple artists that I like. It's not a whole lot. Sorry, artists. I'm just. Now this is how it is. This is how the how the game is played. I, there's a couple that I like on R&B. There's a couple that I like on, you know, in hip hop. But not the majority anymore. You know, it's just taking a weird turn. That. Yeah. And I guess I guess because people be like because you're an old head, so you're not you're not tuned into what the young guys are doing. You know, and that may be the case. You know, I was born in the 70s. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, I mean, yeah, me, me too. But the catch of it is that you got to think about it. When people go to church or when they go, you know, when they're needing help or going through something, they're not pulling out, you know, mm -hmm. the type of shoes they got on and what they got on. You got that right. Um, but they're not talking about, you know, doing this or doing that. Or it, When I say anything goes... And, and when I say that there aren't any more trailblazers, what I mean by that is, you know, looking at music and where it has gone, you're not even hearing a lot of artists anymore put out the kind of music that they used to put out. Everybody's now is trying to follow, you know, a trail and not blaze one. Do something that everybody mm -hmm. ain't doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I've even seen artists that started out really good trying to keep up. Mm -hmm. And then you start changing your music, and it's like, wait a minute, what now? So, you're a mother, and you know what I'm saying? You're a mother, you got kids, you know? And uh, this stuff right here is like, I'm listening, I'm like, all of these subliminal messages and yeah. all of these hidden things. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? You know, if, if I ever had the chance to meet him, and I know he probably doesn't even care about my opinion, and that's cool, because my opinion is one of many. But that's kind of how I felt about Tank. Mm. Like, I am a huge Tank fan. <clears throat> and that's kind of how I felt about Tank. 
Tank made some amazing music on his first couple of albums, right? I mean, music was amazing, you know, and now, I mean, it's the sign of the times, I guess. He's still wanted to stay relevant, and his music has completely changed from singing Please Don't Go and, uh, you know, singing Emergency and to now singing When We, and it's just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just different. And yeah, I miss, I, I miss the that. last album that I actually got. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I, yeah. I'm a concert goer, you know. Mm-hmm. I am, but again, like I said, it, it, a lot. And that's why I didn't want to be in a, be in the, 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 the label or genre of what everybody else was doing because my right. music really is for life and life experience, the journey mm. of life, the lessons of life, the ups and mm. the downs of life, you know, and not just, ooh, you know, because you got to think about it too. Everybody's not 19 and 21. Right. You know, right. so you got to, there are realistic relationship issues. There are realistic, you know, things that are happening in the world that we mm-hmm. really need to, you know, pay attention to. Or just, just like Marvin Gaye, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? You, you have so many songs that even mm-hmm. today are applicable to the time that we live in, you know. That's but right. again, nowadays, it's, it's a lot more of the beat and, you know, the message is it's like some of this stuff. I'm like, what are you even saying? Like, I, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost. Like I said, some, I have my own little playlist here on my phone that I listen to. And outside of that, I don't even li- I, I can't remember the last time I even listened to the radio to even know. I just have stuff on my phone that I listen to and I have playlists. And whatever's on that playlist, that's all I listen to. I can't tell you what's. Yeah, I can't tell you what's out, and I know maybe I should, right? Since I'm, I kind of do this type of show, maybe I should be more in tune with, you know, what's going on and how they, you know, do. Yeah, but I, yeah, it took me a long time to even like Panda, the, the song Panda. I just couldn't get into. Yeah, I just couldn't get well, into designer. Well, you know what? I feel like music has lost its responsibility. Oh. 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 So, okay, so I'm glad you, so why do you say that? Let's talk about that. Let's spend some time talking about that. Well, I'll say that because again, anything goes. Music used to have a responsibility to the people that it was made for to hear, to uplift, to make smile, to make you remember why you fell in love, when you fell in love, what you were doing when you heard that song. Because music is supposed to uplift encourage, enhance us. And there are some songs that talk about heartbreak and they're real songs. But even in those songs, it's a lot more responsibility in how to handle the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Versus now, it's just like, you know, I'm, I mean, I can't even say some stuff that I, <laughs> that I hear now, you know what I'm saying? So it really is like the responsibility of it, the purpose of it. Mm. You know, so for me, like, um, a great example in, in the last several years was, for example, like Happy. Mm-hmm. It was viral. It was it was colorless. You know, it was mm-hmm. nationalityless. It didn't. It touched and it talked to everybody. Right. And when you listen to it, everybody knew the words. You know, everybody had their dance to it. You know, everybody was good to go. Everybody That's was right. clapping. So everybody knew the breakdown, you know, but the reality of that is, is that now the music is such in a downward spiral 
when mm. it comes to like, stuff like that. So when I'm listening to, and, and no shade, you know, I, you know, Cardi's a woman, but when I'm listening to Bloody Shoes and all this other kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. and I get that we're we're a different generation, but at the same time, we still have a responsibility to that generation. That's right. Because music, I... even then, got us through. Mm-hmm. From the fields to the streets, from the mm-hmm. streets to the jail, from the jail to the bus, from the bus to the home, and from the home to the church, music got us all the way through. That's right. You know, I don't think people understand that they have a responsibility. Right. I think that somewhere along the line, the responsibility of the message that they were communicating in music got lost. And or that responsibility now fell upon somebody else. Uh, you know, I was listening to an Eminem song the other day on my playlist. And in, in the song, he said something about him being attacked by the media and he's being blamed for songs and Marilyn Manson is being blamed from songs. But he's like, well, where are the parents at? He's like, how can you blame me for the music that the kids are listening to when the parents should be the ones that are kind of guarding the children against against that? Now, I know when I was growing up, my mom couldn't protect me from from everything that was happening. I went to public school. I had a lot of friends, you know, well, probably not a lot, but had friends growing up. We did mischievous things. My mom couldn't protect me from from everything. And I think people don't understand today that there's a responsibility with what they're communicating. If they are at a, if they've been given a certain platform and they're speaking to a mass of people, whatever they're going to communicate, people are going to gravitate to them because of the platform that they have been given. And so there is a responsibility, whether people like it or not, it doesn't matter. There is a responsibility. If, if I'm the president of the United States, I have a responsibility for the words that I say because they can cause wars. Same thing, with, same thing with artists. You know, that's why I love the song uh, J, by J. Cole, uh, Love Yours. He's one of my favorite artists anyway. But Love Yours, right? Because in that song, he has a message. He understands that he has a responsibility to those people that are listening to his music. And just from that song alone, it has helped so many people out of so many different types of situations from suicide, depression, anxiety, uh, a lot of different things. But somewhere along the line, the responsibility of music shifted or got lost somewhere. And people are just not, they don't understand that, that platform that they have nowadays. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, and I, I see it. I see it. And like I said, maybe because people are like, because you're an old head. You know, you was born in the 70s. Yeah, and that may be the it, case. But... I, I disagree. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's missing and it's needed. Mm. And that that's a huge problem because we have, we have a horrible tendency of following the trends instead right. of blazing the trail. That's right. You know, and there's a major difference there. And when we look at what we have to offer, we are some creative people, hear me. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, you're only as good as what you've been given to do and what you do with it. You know, it could be a quick That's right. moment or it could be a forever. That's right. You know, you so, think so... About it. I will always love you, Whitney Houston. Oh. You know, she's gone. But her music, 
That's right. As soon as that one part. What's that? Listen, I can't do it. Everybody, I don't care if you're in the club or if you're in the street. That's right. Everybody's going to up on that and try to get those notes. Everybody, everybody. But, you know, that goes to, to the responsibility that whether somebody's life displays the same level of responsibility that they have as an artist and what the message that they're communicating, uh, you know, I never had a chance to, to meet Whitney. I've heard that we're related somewhere down the line. That's just what I hear. But I would have loved to have met her, you know, during that time. But uh, so, so, so I want to switch gears for, for a moment. Even though we're talking about responsibility, we're talking about timeless music. Uh, so I want to talk about your music. I want to talk about your motivation behind the music that you create. What are you really thinking about uh, from a creative perspective for for your music? What motivates you to create the music that you do? Life experiences. I'll have to tell you that my music don't, don't come from anywhere else other than that. Um, I'm not one of those writers that just sits down and, and writes all day. Um, I have to be inspired to write. There has to be something um, that's pushing me um, in a direction to write and to, to sing what I am. Now, I got a whole bunch of bits and pieces of songs. I can come up with a good hook. But meaningful, um, to be able to reach the soul you know, of man, um, for me, there's a responsibility there. Um, and the music that I write, um, some of it talks about uh, life experiences with breakup. You know, there's others that talk about, you know, the journey of love. There's others just just talking, you know, talking about, you know, being friends and crossing the line. And, you know, like a lot of people do when mm-hmm. you're supposed to be friends. Y'all keep mm-hmm. the relationship and you mess it up. And you wish you could go back and, and change it, but it's too late. You know, right. but it's from it's from life experiences. And that's why I believe people can connect with it, because it's something that they've been through and it can encourage them. It can help them. It can kind of catapult them forward. You know, mm. um, but my music really comes from the most intricate chambers of my heart. My life's experiences, you know. Good, right. bad, happy, good, sad, bad, but real soul music. That's right. And, you know, I, I honestly think that makes the best music when oh, music yeah. comes from from a place of real of realness. You know, mm-hmm. when I think when I think about music today when I think about and I, I, I want to see your face when I about this album, there is, is an album that exists today that every song in there comes from a place of meaning and a place of pain and a place of struggle and a place of happiness and sadness mm-hmm. and being in the, the best place in the world and then in the darkest place in the world. And that album just happens to be Mary J. Blige's My Life. That mm-hmm. album to me is, is the epitome of what an album should look like from a place Absolutely. Of, Absolutely. of realness. I mean, she was going through some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was going through some stuff on that album. And you could tell, you can hear it in her voice, you can hear it in the music, you can hear it in the, in the words that she was saying. And like I said, I think that makes, that makes the best music. Absolutely. Because people can and, relate. And I hear people talk about, oh, you know, I, you know, I like Mary, but you know, Mary ain't so-and-so and so. And I'm saying to myself, listen, and I've told a few people, I was like, she may not be your favorite singer, but I guarantee you she gonna touch every aspect of your life. <laughs> when you, you got that right. 
and that's what makes her or that's what gives her the title queen mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because of what she gives and her heart is in that thing it's serious that's right, that's right. And don't mess around and, 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 and get on a karaoke night somewhere and they start messing. <laughs> but you mess around and you get in there and you, you do a cover of marriage. Everybody mm-hmm. in the room is doing it. That's right. Everybody. Because she literally sings from her soul. She does. Yeah. And and I man, I concur. I'm with you on that one. I am. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and, and that's that's the thing. When I heard your music, that's that's kind of what I thought about in that same retrospect. I was like, oh, this wonderful. has meaning and feeling, and this comes from a place of realness like that My Life album. There's, I mean, to me still, there's no other album like My Life. It doesn't matter what Mary J. Blige does from now until forever. She would never make <laughs> another, and you know, she Listen, doesn't have she to. That one. She doesn't have to, she but that, now in yes, history. That's, it. that's, that's yeah. right. And, and, that, I think that's why it goes down as her best album that she's ever that she's ever created because it comes from that that place. And like I said, when I heard your music, I was like, "Yeah, that that's that stuff. That's that stuff that people are missing that needs to be in this industry today." It kind of reminds me of the uh, the Bruno Mars and the Anderson Pock song that they they just came out mm-hmm. with uh, with you know um, Silk Sonic. That was a fresh. Uh, you know, fresh air that was breathed into the music industry. Yeah, refreshing. Refreshing. It was liberating. It was exciting. People, when they heard it, they were like, wow, this is what we've been, this is what we've been missing. And your music interjects that same feeling for, for this industry. And I think people, yeah, and I think people need to, if you haven't, for those who are watching, make sure you go check her out. Solstress, you can find her. She'll talk about that a little bit later, but, um, you know, so 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 let's let's switch. Uh, so for you, you know, traveling internationally, doing uh, soul music, doing gospel music, wearing so many different hats, uh, growing up in the environment that you grew up in. What were some of your major challenges uh, that you faced, and what did you learn from those uh, type of challenges, or how did you overcome those challenges? Well, I would have to say, uh, being my own worst critic. Um, I, I was sitting in my room back in 20, I want to say 2017, and I was like, man, I feel horrible because I really hadn't been writing a lot of music. I'm like, what is going on? So I'm like, you know, I'm saying, Lord, you got to show me something because, you know, I'm just not in the vein of writing. I'm just not in the vein or the place of feeling creative. I feel like I'm, you know, stagnant. I, I need to, I need to do something. And, um, I just so happened to be going through and I have all kind of tapes and CDs. Listen, I got it all. I got big, big <laughs> But I was going through music and um, I, I ended up grabbing a CD that I had recorded like many moons ago. Right when I was recording gospel, I had recorded this Neo, so the whole album mm. I recorded. It and just so happened, I'm like, what is this? I'm listening. I'm like, oh, oh. And just like that, it was mm. like, there it is. You know, you're sitting on a gift that has already been wrapped and given to you. All you got to do is open it. So for me, I was like, man, I was nervous. I was like, ooh, let me go and talk to my dad. Let me go and talk to the bishop. Let me let me get permission. You know, my covering. Let me, let me talk to it and really seek advice. And 
I was shocked at even the support that I got because it was like, man, this music is amazing. This gift, the world needs to hear this, what you have. They need to hear it. And that literally kind of gave me um, the, the push that I needed. And it also stopped me from trying to find new stuff to kind of keep up with everybody else and really focus back in on what I already had, what I was already gifted, you know? Um, so for me, you know, that was definitely a, a learning experience, a life mm. experience, you know? That's right. So yeah. It was always there. I mean, I've recorded, when I tell you I have boxes and tapes of music, and I was like, I was telling my son, we were writing, and I said, you know, one of the richest places in the world is a graveyard because people died with unfulfilled purposes. They mm -hmm. died with um, so many gifts and abilities that no one, no one would ever hear, no one would have inventions, things of that nature. I said, so right. make sure whatever it is that you've been gifted with, you don't just sit on it, but you open the box and you don't be confined in that. Mm -hmm. you, you evolve, you grow, mm -hmm. you polish you know, and you make sure that you focus in on what you've been given to do. Wow. You know, so for me, yeah, I already had so much stuff I was sitting on. And I'm looking for everything else. And I'm like, mm, I'm just really not, I don't feel like I feel like I'm, you know, I'm unproductive because I'm not, you know, writing like I think I should or I'm not. And I, I was sitting on so much. Mm. But it took me feeling like, you know, I was desolate, mm -hmm. you know, to, and just listening. And I'm like, okay, God, you got to tell me something because listen. And I'm literally opening up the gifts that I have been sitting on. Wow. Yeah. You know, wow. That's, that's, that's amazing because I think a lot of people find themselves in that same type of situation. I think a lot of, I think, I think a lot of reasons why, or probably one of the biggest reasons why people don't unwrap that gift is fear Absolutely. is that it's is and it's kind of like what you said in the very beginning right so we're going we're to like do a full circle to that was that when you were in church you were told that you couldn't sing that you weren't ready mm -hmm. and i think when people hear that 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 does something to a person's psyche that does Absolutely. something inwardly to a person to go wow okay maybe i thought i was but now i'm hearing criticism so I'm not going to pursue that. And, you know, and people know they watch the show. That's why I never pursued singing because, you know, I sang from, you know, a little old kid all the way to a grown adult. And through that, you know, you were here. Oh, you're not you can't really sing. You're not really that good. And so I never really pursued it as. As probably I should have. But and the number one reason is either fear or criticism in that sense. And that is a that is a huge roadblock for people to get past. Yeah, and it's so true because, again, I was so young. And see, my older mm. siblings, they all sang, and I looked up to them. So I was like, well, I want to be in the choir, too. I want to, you know, mm -hmm. just crush my little feelings. Now, of course, later on, the same person hired me to come and do workshops and stuff and train singers and paid me to sing. See? But then it crushed me. It made right. me very insecure. So I hid behind the instruments. I hid mm -hmm. behind pushing other people. You know, but I was sitting on the gifts that I had mine. been given. All I needed to do was unwrap it. That's right. Yeah, and I, 
I wish I could press this gym button way more than once. Yes, that is awesome because there are many people sitting out there with gifts and talents that will go to the grave with them and they, yeah. and they will die and they will die with regret. And we will never know those things. They will never come to fruition. We will never, ever hear about them. And it, it, it is, it's, a, it's, it's that sad because we have been gifted with so many different gifts and talents to, to use on this earth. And a lot of times it's other people that can become a hindrance to, to those gifts. Right. Yep. You know, and for me, that's, that's definitely a, um, I'm, that's definitely a, such a true statement, such a meaningful mm. and, and a nugget that a lot of young people that I've even talked to about doing music, you know, I'm saying, first of all, be confident in who you know you are and what you were created to do. Second of all, you'll never, you'll never tell, get there, how to get there if you don't go. That's right. Third of all, stick to itness. It's the ability to grow and get outside of whatever tries to prevent you from growing. Mm -hmm. I always use a mustard seed because I was, uh, some years ago, um, I, I was I was speaking to a group of young people and I said, you know, one thing about the mustard seed that they've never told us, I said, and that's the uh, w willingness to grow up into something hard and then turn left and grow until it finds a crack or a crevice to come up. But you can't stop it from growing. You can't stop it from going. It's just one of those things, the persistency and the consistency of it will not allow anything that gets in its way to prevent it from accomplishing its goal. And that's growth. That's right. That's right. You know, and I tell people, whatever you do, don't quit. We get so mm. close. We feel like, oh, my God. And I'm like, you have no clue how long it really takes to, to, to get you right, mm -hmm. to get it. But don't give up. It's a part of the process, as in everything in life that we go through. It's a process. You know, it is even a, though it, one hit wonders that we think are just one hit wonders, uh, they, they've been working. They've had a lot of no's before they mm -hmm. got that one. Hit <laughs> you know That's what I'm right. saying? Or you're looking at, um, and, I was, and I was telling my, my son, we were talking about Jasmine Sullivan and her and different ones mm. that were you know, recently singing. And um, I was telling my son, you know, Jasmine won at the Apollo as a kid. You know how long people, a lot of people knew of her, singer singers knew of her, but so a lot of people didn't. But she's mm -hmm. been, she's been working on that forever. Just like Beyonce, it wasn't an overnight thing. That's right. This was training all the way from seven, eight, nine years old up until adulthood that the, the, the ground has been plowed, That's you right. know, in order for them to be able to produce what they were able to produce mm -hmm. when it was time, you know. But stick to itness, like I said, it is it's imperative because, like I said, that mustard seed, and I did a study, you can pour concrete on top of a, a potted plant with a mustard seed in it. That mustard seed is going to grow up until it hits the cement, and it's going to turn left, right, or indifferent. However, it has to grow until it finds a place to come out mm -hmm. of what's trying to prevent it from growing. And that's life. That's real. The stick yep. to itness. Because this is real. not for the pain at heart. <laughs> No, it's not. 
Your you gonna ha you gotta have some tough skin to really be in this business because, as you stated, you're gonna hear a lot of no's before you start hearing some of them yeses, and you're gonna hear a lot of criticism before you hear a lot of praise. And so, people need to have tough skin in order to survive in this in this music industry. Not everybody's cut out. Not everybody's cut out for it. But I don't. Hmm. I don't think people really know what they are getting themselves into when they pursue a career within this music industry. I don't think they really know what they what they're going to find themselves in. Uh, you know, I, I, I think DMX said it the best on one of those. Uh, what was the show he was on? It was it was like a comedy show, a deaf comedy jam. And mm -hmm. so, you know, how they would bring out uh, artists. And so he came out and he did like a, a spoken word type of thing. And in there, he said, you know, I think people want to kind of be in this industry, but they don't know what they're going to get into. They're going to find themselves in places and situations that kind of like what I said in the beginning, that they never would have thought they found themselves in. Right. And people have to have that sense of directness. Uh, and I don't mean directness as far as me being direct, but direction of where they want their career to go. They can't look this way or that way because as soon as they do, they may fall into a pit that they never knew was there. And now their whole career takes a completely different. I mean, think of like Justin Bieber. You know, when Justin yeah. Bieber started, he was the golden child. And Bieber, and Bieber found himself in places and situations and around people that did never not aid, would. never thought he would do. And, and I don't think people really find themselves in a position to say, I, I want to be an artist, but okay, but there's a lot that comes with that. There's a lot that comes in that environment. If you truly want to be a, a quote, quote unquote, artist, you're going to face some yeah, things. Yeah, mo most people get a, attracted to the glitz and the glamour mm -hmm. of it, but they have no clue what goes on behind the scenes. And That's I'll right. tell you, because I, I'm the poster child for, <laughs> let me help you. You know, <laughs> educate yourself. I, I've recorded an entire album that was stolen from me. Mm. And I had, I had a little bit of money then. I put about maybe 15, 20 grand into this album. Mm. And I look up one day and it's being sold online and everywhere else. You know? Wow. You know, and I did another, I did a, I did a single with a very uh, internationally known uh, radio DJ and, and all that good stuff. And push me, rush me, sign, sign, sign. And I I had I had an attorney in terms like, nope, that's not a good deal. Mm -mm, this is what, this, that, and the third. And even with mm -hmm. an attorney, <laughs> the song was released prior to, oh yeah, it was wow. released. But for me, you know, and what people don't realize, the money that it takes to get what's right, a lot of times is not worth all that you mm -hmm. lose in the process. That's right. So I've, I've had to take some L's. I had to learn some things. I had to learn, uh, I'm going overseas in uh, 2005 and I didn't have my own album to sing, you know. I had to mm. learn a lot of stuff backwards. It's like the horse being drugged by the carriage instead of the horse, which was intended to pull the weight of it. Mm -hmm. But when you're moving in a direction and you really don't educate yourself and you're really not, you know, where you probably should be, knowing the things that she should have educated yourself on, this is not for the faint of heart. I've been places where, again, 
people won't pay you. You send mm-hmm. your heart out. And it's all kind of stuff. So it's not a situation that if this is not what you were created to do, leave it alone. Because <laughs> this, listen, it will it will have you like a test dummy in the car crashing into the wall. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the best way yes. I can explain it. Yes. Because those are the type of collisions that you experience, especially in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound, you know, pray for me, but... And then some of the industries that we would think would be the least are the worst. <laughs> you would expect better from. I would expect better. Of, you know, I'll say it. I'll expect better from the gospel industry. Listen, it's horrible. Listen. It is. Listen. Listen, I got a lot of friends or acquaintances, I would say, that are gospel hip hop uh, artists. Mm. And man, it's yes. Don't for, for any artists out there, you're in gospel uh, and you think the gospel industry is different from the quote unquote secular music industry. No, it's not. Business is business. It's business. It is a business. It's not ministry. I don't care what they look. See, I'm getting on my high horse. Right. It's not ministry. I don't care what they say. You know, it's it not. is, it's not, it is, it's the same. It is the same. They will steal from you in gospel just as they will in regular music. Right. Absolutely. To me, to me, gospel, I mean, it's all music, but if we want to, you know, segregate the two, whatever happens in the regular industry is going to happen in the gospel industry. It's, Absolutely. it's just, just facts. And it feels so. worse because it's the gospel industry. Right. It feels worse. It's like, wait a minute, you're supposed to have principles. You, have, you hold it to a higher standard, you know. That's right. But, um, and I, I, you know, I tell artists all the time, it, what you don't know will kill you. And that's mm. real. It, it, it's, it's not, you're talking about major career killers. Look at a lot of these artists from back in the day that went through and lost everything. Everything. They were happy. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. You know, I was flown into New York. I've, I've been flown into a couple of places and offered some uh, really sweet looking deals up front. But the attorney's like, look at this, look at this, um, this time, and look at, you know, everything that you own will not be mm-hmm. in your name. We own the rights. You know, um, right. and look at this and look at that. It's not worth it. You can make this in a year working on your own, mm-hmm. working hard versus signing for five years. For this up front. Yes. And, uh, that's right. You being stuck on the shelf and can't do nothing. That's right. And see, that's I think so that's what people don't realize. I see. I think that's what people don't realize is the fact that they are so excited to be signed to a major record label, but they don't look at the rest of the stuff. They don't look at everything else. I mean, can I do those same? Okay, granted, there's some things that the record label may be able to do that I may not be able to do on my own. Maybe. Right. But now with modern technology I mean, you have artists, you can you can submit for your own distribution. You can submit to Spotify playlists and get on some of the biggest playlists that bring recognition to you as as an artist. You can do. And I think that's what it is. That's what I think it is, is the fact that people want to be signed to the record label so the record label can do everything else. Right. Because as an independent, yeah. as an independent, I have to do everything. I have to be the artist. I have to be my own manager at times. I have to be my own business manager. I have to be my own admin person. I have to be my own publicist and web designer and graphic designer and all and blah, 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 right? And it's a lot of work that I don't think a lot of people want to put the time, energy, and effort into to doing. Let me sign with a label. 
Let the label do. Well, see all now that a stuff. label's not gonna sign you unless you have it together. That's right. Your pictures, your everything. You gotta have a resume. You gotta have a following. You have to have a whole bunch of stuff before they sign you. That's and right. even now with the deals that they're doing, you still like you starting off over. <laughs> 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 you know, and we live in a time where there's no reason where you shouldn't be able to be successful in anything you put your hands to do. There's mm. TikTok. You know, there's yeah. all of this stuff. You can buy time now on Facebook and Instagram to promote your own self. Billboards, right. inside of movie theaters, you know, things that is not expensive. But again, you still have to do the work. You have you know, to do the work. Fixes that result in long-term problems. That's right. Look at, all the, look at all the greats who are trying to get their masters. Oh, I just saw that the other day. Uh, who was it? Was it Patty LaBelle? All of the greats that are trying to get their masters. Hear me. You know, people, we, we, <laughs> we're talking about Aretha, but listen, she wasn't playing about her coins or her music. Mm -hmm. You know, she had a big hand in it. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get the you masters know? back. Listen, because in those masters is, masters is that money. That's right. Yeah. It's that ownership. It's ownership. It is the yeah. ownership of their music that they have created and that they put out into this world. And how dare a record label entity own my creativity, who my essence as an artist, and they want it back. That's and it. And the, it is, it's like saying you had a baby that was made out of love, you know, and uh, you, you know, somebody just come and take your baby. And uh, you're like, wait, hold on. <laughs> this That's is right. not In baby. essence. This, in this essence, for me. <laughs> you know, right. and you're trying to fight to get it back when it was it belonged to you in the first place. Mm. And that's why I tell people, don't let everybody hold your baby. That's right. Everybody's hands are not experienced. Everybody's not, not prepared to carry the gift that you have. I was just telling another uh, an amazing producer, my little brother, I was saying, listen, I said, you got to. I said, listen, listen, look at this. I said, if you pay attention to where the industry is, I said, for you to sign with someone with everything you have, you will lose more than you'll ever gain. Because the way things are set up, you, listen, you get a couple of key people in the place that you need them to be. If that's marketing, if that's graphic, but you produce, you sing, you write, you play, you rap. You're amazing at everything you do. I said, look at how many artists have sat on a shelf that have signed. We would have expected to be so much greater than where they are now, but because That's they right. signed and they had somebody else that may have had the look that they thought or may have had the complexion or may have had the body type or whatever, these people are sitting on the shelf amazing and can't do mm -hmm. nothing, nothing because they've given their baby to someone That's who's right. not really prepared to handle it. And I said back in the day, it was, it was much better than what it is now, even though it wasn't good then, it mm -hmm. was just better. You know, and, and I used Aretha as an example. I said, do you know how many genres of music this woman has demolished and gotten the highest, you know, awards and, and acknowledgements? Mm -hmm. I said, but think about it if she had put her babies in the hand of somebody that, that, that couldn't or wasn't prepared that's right. to nurture it. That's right. You know. And that's the thing. It is all about nurturing that baby. To Facebook and run that ad. Pay, you know, that fifty dollars to Instagram and, and build your audience or whatever you need to do. But it's it's too many uh, ways for you to be successful for you to fail mm -hmm. in this. Way. Unless okay, it's thank not you. What you that's call 
That's what I tell people. It's, there's so many, there isn't a reason why you can't be whatever your definition of success is for you, right? You're just gonna have to work. You're gonna have to get up, get off that couch, get off that PlayStation, get off whatever right. it may be, get off of that relationship that really isn't going anywhere, right? And put the time, Absolutely. energy, and effort into your career. If you really want to make this a career for yourself, you're gonna have to put that time, energy, effort, that stick wittedness. You're gonna have to do all those different things. Some people are built for it, some people are not. You're gonna find out very quickly if you're truly built for this, or if this is, or if this is your calling, you you will find out very fast. And so, and my mother, my mother was a gardener. You're never gonna see any growth from something you didn't plant. Mm. You're never gonna see it. That's right. What's gonna grow is what you planted. If it ain't work, it's not gonna work. That's right. You know. That's right. That's See, see, I would ask you what advice would you have for people getting into this music industry, but man, all of that was advice. If y'all don't know, I'll let her add on to that, but if y'all don't know, all of that is advice that you need to listen to in order to take this journey and to be ready for this journey in this, in this music industry. Is there anything else that you would add for advice for anybody that is getting into this industry? It's a life investment. It's a life investment. It really is. Your time, your effort, your energy, your tears and your sweat, disappointments. It's a life, it's an investment that you have to make. Just like anything else. You can't go to AT&T and want a check and you don't work for it. It doesn't work like that. You're a liability, not an asset. So you got to look at the industry that you're in. You know how many people are doing music? How many people can do? I mean, kids that are 11 and 12 can make some of the dopest beats right now that you'll ever hear. Tracks. Trust but me, I know. what happens when what happens when you have that and then you're sitting here and you're expecting for everything to come to you and to be done for you? You'll be surpassed because you have to put in the work. Ain't nothing easy about it. It looks good, but it's not. It's a lot of work that goes into it. You know, and you got to look at if, if you pay attention, you won't miss nothing. If you pay attention to what's going on. You will see mm -hmm. what not to do, <laughs> what to do. Educate yourself. Uh, Shiraco Jones, God rest his soul. All you need to know about the music industry. You need to know what you need to know so you won't make the mistakes that others have and have been telling you and have been training you if you watch, if you listen, if you pay attention. You know, no different than Aretha, Prince, Michael Jackson. A lot of these artists, greats that are still... I mean, in history, music, it, it will forever live, but they don't have those masters. So you got to think about the investments that were made by people and the losses that they had to take before they even saw themselves experiencing a real win. Make sure whatever you do, you know that's what you're supposed to do, not because you can sing. It does not mean that you're supposed to be a lead singer. Mm. Because you can write or you can mm. sing does not mean that you're supposed to do that. That may just be an additional uh, ice cream on the cake, but it may that may not be for you. Don't you let your family tell you because you can sing good at family unions or you've been in church all your life. Because that's not the reality of it is. And I, even with me, you know, I listen, I, I let different friends of mine, hey, what do you, how do you, what do you feel about, how do you think about this? With you being in the radio, you know, the industry, you you being a, 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 a DJ or whatever, you know, at the end of the day, 
I still, even as long as I've been in it, I'm still saying, hey, you know, want to get your thoughts on this. Not people that love you. Mm. <laughs> Not the family that is going to support everything mm-hmm. you do because they don't want to hurt your feelings. But, you know, know that's what you're supposed to do. Because if you're supposed to do it, you won't give up. That's right. Because it's in you. You can't sleep. That's right. You can't it, it function. Re- it reminds me of, of what Whoopi Goldberg told Lauren Hill in, in Sister Act, uh, Sister Act 2, when she was like, if you go to sleep um, thinking about singing and you wake up still thinking about singing, you were meant to be a singer. It's like, oh, that's it. That's, that's right. it. That's Not right. just when it's good, but when it's indifferent, when it's dry, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you don't feel like you're being productive or you, it seems like. And I think that's the biggest issue that we have. We watch everybody else. We don't pay attention to what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. We compare ourselves to everybody else. That's right. You 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 might not be the person that's supposed to be uh, TikTok famous. I'm just going to use that because, you know, that's the, that's the thing right now. You may not be. Your following may be on Facebook. But you're trying to go on TikTok and do what you're on face, doing on Facebook well, what mm-hmm. you're doing on Facebook works really well for you on Facebook. But you're watching what well, they going over here and they can be this successful. Why can't I? Mm-hmm. You may be called to a different group of people. But you have to be willing to be different. Identity means everything. You know how many artists that come on the radio now that you hear they sound exactly like somebody else you've heard. And it's like rep- a whole bunch of replicas. Originals, yes. though, far few and in between. Far few and in between, but we got a lot of replicas, though. We got a lot of factory-created, factory-created artists. But yes, right. yes. But well, like I said, it's, it's, that's, that's like when I heard your music. I can tell that it's, it's original. I can tell that it's you. I can tell that it's not manufactured. It comes from, like I said in the beginning, that real place. Uh, and, and when people hear that, they gravitate to it because that's what they really are looking for. It's nice to have, you know, when people say it's nice to have the booty shaking music and then, you know, the hard beats and all that. Okay, cool. Everybody's doing that. But not everybody's doing music, right? People, right. people putting out songs, but not everybody's right. doing music, though. And that's a difference. That's a huge difference. Huge difference. You know, so, wow. Like, you know... Man, I, I, this, this conversation we can continue going on for, for, for a while. Cause when it comes to music, I love talking about anything in relationship to, to music. You know what I'm saying? But since we're talking about your music and the impact your music has, tell people how they can find your music and how they can get in contact with you, uh, and where they can find you. Well, I'm on all social media, <laughs> including, including TikTok. <laughs> I would to say that. Yeah, it's TikTok. <laughs> um, I am Solstress. I am Solstress on all platforms. I am Solstress. Um, I was working on, well, my mother passed the end of last year. So it was very difficult for me to really sing or feel like I could sing because mm. my mother was like everything to me. And same friend I was telling you about, the producer and writer, he was like, him and my sister like, you got to get in the studio. You got to. You got to get it out one way or the other. And I went in the studio, and the words came to me stronger. Stronger than you think. Stronger than you think. 
Wow. You face so many things in your life already. Things that left you, you know, crushed, hurt, broken and feeling heavy, you know. But even at your lowest point, you're more powerful than imagined. You know. Mm. And 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 it's and it's kind of like, you know, I'm saying lyrics like, don't avoid the weight. You know, your heart is the strongest muscle. You know, um, you live again, love again, believe again, you know. Um, and I found myself writing this song. It wasn't intentional, but it's something that the world needs. We've suffered so many losses this past year. It's been so many things that have been devastating that have been going on in our world, things that I would only imagine seeing in the movie or on, you know, Netflix or somewhere, but not, not experiencing the things that I was telling my daughter today, we were riding down the highway. I'm like, every time I see this mass vaccination site, I feel like I'm watching Contagion or some real crazy, but the time mm -hmm. that we live and the things that we've suffered are great. And though the music it, 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 it is, is good to, to, to ride down the street and bumping your music, but we really need something that's gonna really begin to help us heal. Mm. That's gonna speak to those broken places. Because again, it 2020 did some things that uh, you can't learn nowhere else but from life. Cause those mm -hmm. people that got there and they had to learn how to deal every day in the space, all day, right. the clothes. Those people who thought they were in love and realized you know, once they had to deal with this and there was no out, that this is what we have to face. So those families that lost six or seven people within a three month span mm. of time, you know, there's healing. You know what I'm saying? There's there's there has to be something that touches them, that 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 encourages them that they're stronger, you know, than what they think. And even at the, their lowest point, they're more powerful than what they can even see themselves. Wow. You know, you're strong. Don't avoid the weight. Don't avoid it. You got because the weight that you lift makes you stronger. It builds you up. You know, it encourages you. It moves you. So I've been working on that. And when I tell you I'm blessed, I had a young lady named Yoki. Uh, she's been in the United States for about two years. Her and about 18 members, videographers, they've done the video. And it mm. deals with homelessness. It deals with broken relationships and marriages. It deals with abuse. It deals with death. It deals with law. I mean, it's every aspect of life. And I'm getting ready to drop it. Haven't uh -oh. said a date yet. Uh -oh. The video is done. When I say they paid for everything. Wow. And again, this was me just going in the studio because I needed to release the pain that I was feeling in the loss of my mother. Mm -hmm. And though I was singing, I was singing those words, I was legitimately speaking to myself. Wow. I'm a fighter. Fighting, finding strength, courage, and wisdom. Mm. The endurance to win the battle. Stronger, stronger than you think, you know. And that's that's something that I know that is going to really, when it comes out, is is really going to touch a lot of people. It's going to touch a lot of people in different places, different life experiences, sure. different, you know, different journeys. But I'm excited about that. I'm excited. I'm excited about, about it. Like, like, get that date. Let's let's do it. Let's hear it. Let's let's see the video. Let's. I'm yes. gonna make sure you get your ears to it before I yes. put it out. I'd let's to your go. About. Yes, let's go. Let's. Yes, I love when people got great things in the works, and it's things that are gonna impact people. I'm all about impacting people. 
there's times and places for other things, but I, I, I'm all about growth and development and seeing people really achieve their highest capabilities. And that just goes to what I do in my day-to-day -day job anyway. But I love that about, about people and I love music that does that. You right. Know, like I said, there's times and places you can need to, <laughs> but there's times oh, and places yeah. where you need some real music to help you get through some stuff. Too. I got one too. <laughs> I wrote one called Shine Your Light. See? Stop hiding. Be the light. Mm. So they That's can right. see the light. Shine That's so right. bright. Walk in the light. Oh yeah. It's a dance song. It's a good one though. I'm excited. <laughs> see? Let's, 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 let's get it. Let's hear it. Let's, let's do this. I'm telling you. That's let's right. do it. So for everybody and I got who's, another one called Soulmate. Uh-oh. Well, my son jumped on that one. It's a ah, good see? one. See? It's a good love song. See, when's she, she going to give us these gems, these, this, this music? I got you. Listen, Let's go. I'm going to make sure you get them to put Let's your ears because I would love to hear your thoughts. Let's go. I yes. Uh, hey, I do give my thoughts, though. It, I, tell, I tell people, if you really want me to listen to something and you really want my opinion, I'm really going to give it to you. Absolutely. You know, if you constructive gonna, criticism makes right. us better. That's makes right. Makes us better. That's right. That's so if you if you send it to me, I'll really I'll listen to it and I'll really give you my feedback and thoughts. I'm sure definitely will. gonna send it to you. Sure will. But man, ah, oh, wow, this is this it's been it's been full of it's been full of them, full of gems. For those who are watching now and in the future, you're going to get nothing but amazing gems from from this episode. It, you're going to people are going to hear what I what I what I'm what I said in the very beginning, that your voice. You know, I can only categorize it as as like the first lady voice, right? The I don't know how to categorize <laughs> it. The, 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 the preacher voice. I've never heard like, that before. That's going that's going to stick like, with me now. Like like <laughs> like, you you're, you get up there and you and you. Okay, so like Barack Obama was the president, and then like uh -huh. Michelle Obama was like the first lady. But uh -huh. people would, people when, when Michelle Obama spoke, people when Barack Obama spoke, people were like, yeah, yeah. When Michelle Obama spoke, people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's that's what I'm talking about. That type of command of voice. That type. Yes, people are going to want to listen to whatever you have to say because of the impact your voice and your message has. That's what I mean by it when I said in the beginning, like the first lady, <laughs> the type of voice. Yes, okay, that's what you. I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. It's still but, uh, an honor. It's still yes. an honor. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, that was an amazing, amazing interview. So many different things that came out of that. So many gems, so many nuggets that you can walk away with to help you in your music career. If you're really serious, if you're really, really, truly serious about it, there's some things in here that we talked about that's going to help you in your preparedness and your progression within this music industry. You got to determine if you're ready for it or not, right? That's the number one determination. But I appreciate all of you tuning in. Thank you very much. Go back and rewatch this uh, again and check out all of our other interview segments as well, uh, where we interview Grammy Award winning producers and songwriters and A&Rs and a whole bunch of different people, right? Uh, and also, you know, tap in with us, kind of let us know what other content you would like to see from We Create Music TV. We're always open uh, to different things that will help you further in your music progression. But appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for tuning in. We're out, ladies and gentlemen.